Welcome to the Florida Teacher Leaders Fellowship Podcast Number 5. I'm Stephen Kaplan, FLTLF alum, and I'm here today with myself. One of the required elements of our fellowship process was to create a value creation story about how we were transformed by the experience. As I reflected on my own journey as a fellow, what stood out to me most was the transformation that occurred in my ability to learn by listening. And you've already heard stories from four other fellows who I learned an incredible amount from just from listening. Hence the reason for this podcast. The hope is that you may find some value and inspiration to continue the work of being a leader in education by listening to our experiences. The podcast is structured to allow each of my guests, and this is going to be my story, to tell our stories. I'm always amazed what I learn. So let me tell you a little bit about who I am and how I ended up in the fellowship. I am a school counselor. I'm the only school counselor who participated in the fellowship, and I work at Suncoast High School, which is a 100% magnet school in Baltimore Beach County. Uh, we have four magnet programs, which includes IB, um, and originally our school was created to address uh, educational disparities for the students in our neighborhood. Um, a suit was filed with the Office of Civil Rights and the Department of Justice, uh, and a consent decree was signed 27 years ago that created our school. What brought me to the fellowship was really a sense of trying to figure out my role as a school counselor in this environment. Uh, I had had a number of leadership experiences as department chair, but really wanted to think about um, how I might bring that experience to the school as a whole. And so my action research project was about creating conversations on equity uh, for the faculty. But aside result of this experience and what I'm going to talk about today actually wasn't directly related to my own research project but something that came up for me in my own work as a school counselor that was prompted by um, something that one of my other fellows talked about when she presented her action research data. So one of the things that you've hopefully figured out from listening to all these podcast episodes so far is that we learned a lot by listening and that there are moments that transformed our own process as educators from listening to the experience of our fellow fellows. And this was one for me. So you remember hearing Jillian's episode and she talked about um, her action research project. Well, she had come to our regional meeting to present her data um, and she made kind of even an offhand comment about how she was a little frustrated that she hadn't seen improvement yet in her students' test scores after having done this whole flipped classroom. Um, and as I was listening to her talk about that, and she had kind of prepped a little bit uh, for us beforehand about what um, she had done and what students were doing in her class and we also had an opportunity to look at her data um, and she was seeing that you know there wasn't much improvement in her student grades and as I looked at her data I was looking at what I thought were incredible changes in what students were experiencing 
and what they knew and were able to do um, as far as, because um, she's a science teacher, as far as labs and investigation and critical thinking. Um, and those things may not have been necessarily showing up on the tests. And then I began to reflect on my own practice as a school counselor. And one of the things that is true for school counselors is that we are really charged with moving some of the big data at a school, graduation rate, college attendance, those kinds of things. And we're often measured and judged by those kinds of things. And I also reflected a little bit about how I may have um, inadvertently pulled some of my kids across the finish line um, and hadn't focused as much as, well, yes, I got them to graduate, but what were the skills and habits of mind that I was able to give them so that when they left my school, I knew that they would be successful and they wouldn't need somebody else to drag them across the finish line. Um, and so from that, I started to think of, well, yes, we look at some of that important outcome data. Um, on the on the top level for school counselors. But what else might there be and what other kinds of data can we look at that would answer the question, well, how have students been changed by what we as counselors have implemented at our school? And I work with a team of, of three other counselors and myself. So from there, I began to think of, well, what other ways can I get outcome data that might indicate how students are different. And I began to think about that question and what I could measure. So, for, for example, I thought about, well, um, what, do student, what can students know and be able to do if we're looking at something like an ability to solve conflict? Um, and that's typically something that school counselors look at when we're doing small group interventions. And so, yes, we can look at the number of um, referrals that, the total referral, number of referrals at a school, but that often has a lot of noise involved. So, especially at our school, where, um, you know, it may vary quite a bit year to year. Um, other aspects impact how many referrals are actually made, how many teachers actually think that they're going to write a referral or it's worth their time to write a referral. Um, and it also doesn't tell us really how students have been changed by the experience of being in our small group. So um, I worked with my group of school counselors and kind of crafted an alternative measure to think about, well, how would we know that students might be different. And we looked at exploring how to give students who had participated a kind of um, case study and ask them to think about and address how they might approach the problem. And we would look for um, kinds of elements that we had worked on in our small group. And then we could report that back to our administration to say, look, this is you know what we can show. This is how students are different in their thinking from before and after. And so from that, I took it to uh, our district holds each year a student mental health and wellness conference. 
And so I, you know, I was kind of excited about this prospect for myself and I was even still within it. Like I hadn't really figured everything out. Um, and I'm still not, I'm still figuring this process out about how we can look at data differently as school counselors. But I wanted to share that with a larger community. So at the Student Mental Health and Wellness Conference, I presented a workshop um, that helped um, other school counselors kind of think through uh, this process. So what we did is we looked at the ASCA Mindsets and Behaviors. ASCA is the American School Counselor Association. Um, and we um, looked at choosing a mindset of behavior that we typically work with students on. So my example was solving conflict, but you know, I let the, you know, together we as a group decided what we we're gonna do together uh, first and kind of play around with it as a large group. Um, and then we had each of the teams from the different schools who were in my workshop kind of go back and think about something that was impacting their school specifically. Um, and it was challenging. I didn't get it all right. I think one of the things that I found out from having done this was that we need to really have a better sense of what kind of data is out there that we could even look at. I think what I found wasn't, and this was even true of us as a counseling team at Suncoast is, it's hard to think of what might be things that we could collect that are easy, available, that answer the question that we're trying to answer. And so spending more time in um, really brainstorming ideas for data um, was something that I found would be really useful the next time that we go through this process. Um, but uh, the presidents of the Palm Beach School Counselor Association came up to me after the workshop and they said, you know, they found this really, really valuable. And these were questions that they were asking of themselves as well. Um, and, you know, so one of the themes that has certainly come up in many of the podcast episodes that you may be li have listened to up until this point is the role of community and listening. Um, and, so I think one of the things that I got out of hearing from them is that we're all struggling with these similar kinds of questions. And if we don't talk about them and, and spend time to um, formally and informally have conversations about what's going on um, in our um, professional lives, that we miss opportunities to really create change. Um, and so, for me, that really was the, the key. And I think there, there are two real call to actions that I would make um, for our listeners to this podcast series based on my experience. And the first is that data doesn't have to be judgment and can be used to inform. Um, and I think having that and plan, and I think ha making that shift in our own heads and allowing the conversation at the at the higher level to go on about what data means, but that we, in our own conversations as educators, if we make that shift, it opens up tons of space to really think about how we're making students' lives different for what we've done. Um, and I think the second call to action is to continue to have conversations and informal conversations. Um, 
and formal conversations too with people at your school sites, with communities of practice, at um, conferences, um, about whatever is going on. I think insights, you never know when it's going to happen. Um, and I really feel like I've benefited from the teacher leadership, leader fellowship these last 18 months from just being able to sit back and listen both, partly because I was the only school counselor in participating in the group to learn. I learned so much more from listening to our, the fellows whose experiences were so far afield from my own, um, that I had to really tune in to think about, well, what could I take from this? Um, and I think I got even more from people whose situations were very different from my own about what I could use in my own practice. So I hope in this podcast series you've gotten a little bit of that, and we look forward to hopefully having a new group of fellows participate in this process um, over the next 18 months. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>